It's 90.3 KEXP and KEXP.org Worldwide. It's the morning show. I'm John Richards and couldn't be more excited to have Hooray for the Riff Raff live on KEXP.
I wasn't going to jump on, but you need, do need to tie your shoes. I don't, <laughs> I don't want there to be any accidents. My God, what a great version of that song. Oh, one more reason to see you live. So good. All right, you got another one? Yeah, this is Reek and Beach.
Ray for the Riff Raff live here on KEXP. Sounding great. A couple of songs off The Navigator, the brand new album, and played those two songs uh, quite a bit when we got those singles. Oh, but cool. then I, uh, the first time I heard the record straight through, um, I actually was up in the mountains, up in the Cascades, and brought uh-huh. it with me. And I love a song that tells a story, but the fact that the entire album is a story, that I have to tell you is the way to listen to it, especially the first time. Because I listened beginning to end, end to beginning up in a snowy cabin. It was, oh, nice. <laughs> kind no of one perfect. Does, no one does that anymore. I know. I was thinking <laughs> thank you for doing that. And can you talk a little bit about the concept of the album and the, the storyline that runs throughout it? Yeah, I created an alter ego. Her name is Navita. She is a young 17-year-old Puerto Rican girl from a kind of a Gotham city. It's based off New York City. And she is, uh, the, the first half of the album is just kind of like setting her environment, explaining where she's from, the people around her. And she feels very suffocated by where she comes from and all these identities she feels like she doesn't fit into. So she is put under a spell where she wakes up 40 years later and it's the same city, but it's been gentrified and segregated so much that she cannot find any like glimpse of the culture that she's from. So it's all about her running away from who she is and where she comes from and then her trying to find it. When did that, when did that hit you to, <laughs> to tell that story in that way? Clearly some of it you relate to. Oh, definitely. <laughs> so yeah. did it hit you at once? Is a concept album something that you wanted to do or did, did, was there a moment or was it a gradual process for you to figure that out? Well, I definitely, you know, I come to everything pretty late. I started listening to Ziggy Stardust like two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I really thought that it would be so fun to come up with a, a concept and a story. And, um, and I immediately thought in my head, there's a voice that was like, oh, you're too lazy to do that. So that was the moment where I was like, wow. I have to prove myself wrong. And um, then once I had the, the idea and the, the idea of Navita, um, she's kind of like my tank girl, tank girl slash, you know, Dorothy. <laughs> um, I, it, it really was a process of me teaching Navita about what it means to be a Puerto Rican woman. And in, you know, by teaching her, it taught me. As a songwriter, did you find it uh, not easier, but it was it sort of liberating to be able oh, to go through yeah. somebody else to it tell a story? It was very freeing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I felt like I could touch on some subjects that that I used to think I didn't um, belong enough to. I thought I couldn't really talk that much about Puerto Rican history. I thought I couldn't really talk that much about um, where I come from, which is New York City, you know. And um, I I felt like I didn't belong enough or something. And with Navita, I was like, well, I know Navita belongs. She doesn't think she does, but I know she does. It felt really freeing um, to, to write to her. Well, it's an album, again, you know, I keep... I've been hearing for years that albums are dead and it's just song by song, but it seems like, especially on vinyl, you can still tell a story. Yeah. And so being a little late to the game is probably a good thing, don't you think? Yeah. It's better not to know better. No, totally. And, you know, I, uh, I'm i really excited that I learn about so many classics now because yeah. they're not burnt out for me. You know, like during hi- it, during my high school years, I was either running away or I was listening to like the Dead Kennedys only. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> so it's cool to, to find out about these classic records now that can really take them in. And I, I read you spent a lot of time in the East Village and the Lower East Side, Tompkins yeah. Square Park. I've spent a lot of time 
in that park. Oh, wow. My buddy owns Hi-Fi, the bar, like, oh, right wow. there on, on I probably a. snuck in with a fake ID. Absolutely. Probably I knows me. I, <laughs> I stumbled out of there one night and got engaged uh, under the big tree that sits. Whoa. That tree's very holy. That's yes. where, the, like, the Hare Krishna yes, movement started. Yes, definitely. Yeah. I spent way too much time by that tree. Oh, me too. <laughs> Tompkins Square Park is a very interesting place. I, you know, I grew up in the Bronx. It's like an hour and a half on the yeah. train. And I thought I was making this pilgrimage to yeah. like get away from my family. And I was just being my own person, being so rebellious, hanging out with all the poets and the weirdos down there. And then, you know, sure enough, a couple of years like a couple of years ago, my dad's like, I used to play like Latin jazz in that park in like the seventies. I hung out with Bruce Lee one time, you know, he had all these crazy stories. It's really funny that you, um, you know, cause the New Yorican poetry movement started yep. there. So much culture, uh, has happened there. So I love that park. Yeah. We were there one day, right? my kid went to school there in his kindergarten and, oh, and wow. we were, I was giving him a le- some life lesson. And right then a massive undercover drug bus took place Whoa. two benches down where we had <laughs> to like dive to the ground oh and like, okay, well, there's life lesson number two, son. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to New York. <laughs> so you got out of New York and you talk a little bit about your travels. That's kind of old school too. You were like hitchhiking and riding yeah. trains and, and what was that experience like? Well, um, I was 17, you know, I was kind of doing that until the age of 19. Mm-hmm. I eventually ended up in New Orleans somewhere in there. Um, and that was when I started playing music on the street. Before that, I just I just felt like I wasn't really going anywhere in life. I was doing bad in school. I just had this desire to like adventure out and to see the country. To me, New York was really suffocating. I was like, I want to go to the smallest town <laughs> and see what America is about, you know. Um, and in New Orleans is when I started playing music uh, on the street and I just started writing songs there. So... Um, New Orleans really taught me so much about music and spirituality and, you know, uh, community and music. It's, it really has influenced my songwriting a lot. So, so the first time you played live was, was down, was down there? Yeah. The first time I played, um, out on the street and, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, when I was a kid, when I was like a teenager, I'd play some like Nirvana songs every once in a while. But, uh, but I really didn't think I was good enough. I just, uh, it took me a while, like probably until I was 17 to meet other kids that were very encouraging. And we were playing a lot of, you know, American folk music because we were carrying our instruments on our back. So, um, it was a lot about acoustic stuff. What can you take into the square at eight o'clock at night and try to make a couple of bucks? Do you remember the first time you did that? (laughs) Yeah, it was right around um, right around Mardi Gras, yeah. uh, the year before the storm. And I was actually playing a washboard. We were playing a lot of Johnny Cash songs. It was me and these six other friends of mine. And we just decided that that was what we were going to do. We were going to play music every day, all day, try to learn as many songs as possible. And um, it, was, it really saved my life. Well, it goes to my... my next question too is something we ask people is why music matters to you yeah why it's important to you well right now uh music is my way of connecting with the world and with i really feel like it's really important right now for um, musicians can remind us of our humanity you know like right now everything is so confusing and there it's so divided especially in our country and there's so many boundaries and borders that are being drawn between us. And I feel like music opens all of that up and it doesn't have to adhere to any of that. And, um, and that's what is really making me feel empowered right now. It's what's giving me energy in a really confusing time. 
And one last thing um, about your live show, something that really strikes me is your message on the stage. We're oh, all yeah. in this together. Yeah. I think it's such a simple but powerful message to the people in the room. Where did that, when did that start? Well, I really, you know, when we went out on tour, um, we just put out this record in March and there was no denying that we were going off to travel the whole country to uh, where a lot of people are probably feeling very scared. No matter what they believe in, everybody feels really scared and confused about the future. And that's exactly what I wanted. I wanted a very simple message that just kind of reminded people to look around the room and to know that we're all suffering <laughs> and we're all trying to imagine a better world for our children. We have a lot of people depending on us. This is such an important time and all of our actions really matter right now. So I wanted something simple that um, could just like kind of get to the heart of the matter. And I think it tells a message to the people in the room too that this musical experience. Yes, definitely. We are experiencing this moment right now together. Yeah. We should enjoy this moment. Yeah. It's great. Thank you. Yeah. You should follow, follow Hooray for the Riff Raff on the, on the socials. I do. And it's, I love seeing your shows. It's just, you have such a positive outlook and it, it's great. Um, and speaking of shows, we have, yeah. you have some, you're going up to Canada tonight. Yep. But don't worry, coming back to Seattle. So a lot of uh, travel on I-5. Um, <laughs> coming back here and playing tomorrow night yes. at the Crocodile. Yes, okay. come see us. Definitely see them. And they have one of the best albums of the year, hands down. They're Hooray Thank for the you. Riff Raff, live here on KEXP. Stuffy had it was poison And now 
live here on KEXP and living in the city from the new album called The Navigator. And uh, although, does it still feel very new? You've been touring on it for a few months. And where are you on the uh, on the life cycle here of the tour and everything else? You're like midway through? Midway. Yeah? Yeah. How, like how far advanced are you planned for this? Uh, we're probably going to give two years of our lives. <laughs> <laughs> we're married for two years. <laughs> Nice. Well, at least you know what you're doing for the next couple of years. That's good. Uh, All right. Hooray for the Riff Raff again. The Navigator is the new album. They play tomorrow in Vancouver, or tonight in Vancouver, and tomorrow in Seattle. You got one more for us. Yes. This is a song called Palante. It means move forward, to go forward. I just want to go to work and get back home and be something. Oh, I just want to fall in line and do my time and be something. Well, I just want to prove my worth on the planet Earth and be something. Well, I just want to fall in love and not mess it up and feel something. Well, lately, I don't understand what I am. Treated as a fool, not quite a woman or a man. Well, I don't know. I guess I don't understand the plan. Colonize and hypnotize, be something.
Thank you. Thank you. Hooray. Good morning. Good morning. Wake <laughs> up. It's time to get up. Hooray for the riff rap. One of the better live bands we'll see in here. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and keep it up. Just uh, I hope this uh, this tour goes well and uh, everyone should go see Hooray for the Riff Rap. The Navigator is, again, one of the contenders for album of the year for sure. Thank you all for being up early 
Oh, totally. And sharing your music today. And again, uh, they will be playing tomorrow in Seattle tonight. They're making their way up to Vancouver. I want to thank everybody here at KEXP for making these sessions possible, our crew, and of course, the people who donate and support independent radio. It's because of you that these great sessions happen. We are 90.3 KEXP in Seattle.